something episode we're back at crb the reason i said if somebody's listening it's an accident is some people just listen to crb so there's there could be just somebody listening to whatever they were listening to before on crb and then suddenly we pop on right so but this is airing on a radio station right now crb crb is always going on yeah like on the website shit (laughs) i'm so happy you're back It makes me so happy that I'm Claire's happy to be back, here. you guys. I'm happy to be here. I know. It's been way too long. So um, we're here. Chris is on the board. Hi, Chris. Thanks for taking <laughs> out that song. I was looking for songs about throwing shade or judging people. and Because uh, today we're, we're talking about I'm Judging You by Lovey Ajayi. And I was looking through the book for songs. I was looking for songs about judging people. I was looking on her social media and I yeah. couldn't find anything. The only thing I saw was... Summer Walker. She wrote about mm. Summer Walker, which mm. is a young um, new artist from Atlanta. Mm. And um, but that song was too like it didn't wasn't too connected enough to the book. It was just a blog post. Hmm. So anyway, maybe when we edit it together, we'll find. I'll oh make a whole well, I mean, a whole she mentions in the book being like a '90s R&B fan. She's okay. like the same age as me. She's maybe a year or two older than yeah. me. So yeah. like so all of her references. Her? I don't know. I was trying to think of when or why I started following her, and I I don't know. I think that it may have just been a series of like. Um, women of color and like non-binary people that I started following. Uh, maybe like it's a Chicago. Well, Instagram. just like connections through like because she's she moved to Chicago, right? So I have like some kind of connections with Chicago poetry scene. So there's a lot of kind of overlap between like activists and certainly comedians, like my friend Langston from my uh, college poetry troupe i think we called ourselves a troupe i think it was <laughs> sure, the official sure. uh word works he's ever, on did you guys ever take yourselves too seriously <laughs> all the time absolutely <laughs> um he's a comedian he's a very successful comedian and and this maybe is now that i'm thinking about it probably a connection i can't believe i didn't like think of this beforehand he was on insecure oh, um okay. and across molly he was the one oh, who's like okay. bi, who she doesn't like because he's bi. So actually Lovey and that actress, Yvonne Origi, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. They're really tight, apparently. And she writes about that show on her blog, too. Oh, OK. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's why I ended up following because oh. that's why I was like either that or just like, you know, like women of color bloggers kind oh, okay. of. You know, I don't know. Writers. Well, do I follow know, a lot of writers and poets. And um, I, I was trying to remember how I f- found out who she was. And I was getting ready to go to the airport or I was maybe sitting in the airport waiting for my flight, flipping through social media and saw 
um, an, a former colleague of mine from the coaching company who's in a, who's a brand strategist now. Mm-hmm. And she was in a picture with this woman oh. saying like, just work with this woman who I've been a fan of for so long. We came up with this idea for her strategy next year and we created magic and it was lovey. And so I was like, Oh, I don't even know who that is. But she was with uh-huh. my friend. Yeah. And so I started following her then and just kind of okay. looking at her. And then I'm walking through the airport and this book was there. Yeah. And so I'm how like, long ago was that? And how long just is it? Just a few months. Oh, okay. Just so it's not like months. I've been meaning to read it for years. And no, well, it's no. not that old, but no, I don't um, okay. So old. we, we, we are, uh, yeah. I love that following the whims of the universe, Whim? telling us which book to yeah, read. Yes. To universe. Tell me. 2016, but I'm just hearing about it. And so give me your, your first take. Oh man. <laughs> this was a fun fucking read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My first like real impression was, um, well, first of all, I was just like, oh man, do I have to read about shitty people the whole time? I was kind of like, uh, you know, the first section essentially that's about like basically people who are bad friends, right? Yeah. Um, life, but mostly it's like how to suck at being a friend or whatever. Um, and then it gets very quickly. It gets pretty serious pretty quickly in term, which I I love. And I was like, hell yeah! It was like, like those tweets that are are like, oh, good women, like come over here and read about makeup. And then it's like, now that the men are gone, let's talk about you know we rise at midnight. Like this had a very like pull you in with kind of something that's like, Oh yeah. And then like, Oh, we're going to talk about white supremacy and we're going to talk about all yeah. this shit and yeah. you know, real boldly. And so I was like, hell yeah. Like let's just, just dive in. Right. It just felt kind of like a zero to 60 in some ways uh-huh. in a, in a good way. Um, and then I obviously like kept wanting to read it. Um, but I love the idea of a vulgar etiquette book. I just love that. Like to me, it's, it's, there's a lot of, in, in a lot of businesses I've been in, there's a lot of how to be a better person type books, but they're very much like, um, get up in the morning and make a gratitude list. (laughs) They're not like do fucking better with your life. Yeah. It's like, look, getting on my, we already suck. Just try to suck less. Right. Right. I think that's, you know, do yeah, do better. I mean, what I, what I love about her is I, sometimes when I start writing something and I'm in a state, you know, cause Anna, the woman who does the social media Mm -hmm. and and everything, she wants me to blog more. Oh, okay. And so I'll start to write something and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting ready to lose it. I'm going to go off on <laughs> rage blogging. <laughs> well, I came home. I, I think told, that's probably how her, most blogging is done, Shell. <laughs> I told her I wanted to do like some really funny, you know, I had some really funny things. But on, after Christmas, the thing I started writing about was like the sin of pride. <laughs> and now it's corrupting the world. And I was like, isn't that funny you know happy 2020 y'all but what i liked is like she's bitching through the whole book yeah i still really love her yeah yeah well she's like her turns of the turns of phrase and the i mean there's jokes literally around every corner yeah little words that she yeah yeah and I, I, I yeah, I, I love it for that. I love that it's playing with language, that mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, I mean, in a way, creating an account like a standardization of, um, you know, first of all, African-American vernacular, English, AAVE, and also just 
um, obviously there's a handful of um, Nigerian dialect. What is it? Um, oh my God, I can't believe I'm blanking on the. Yeah, she made me want to know more um, Nigerian. When I used to work at, <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you why, like when I used to work at, at Zingerman's Roadhouse, there was this group of friends that Niger was tied to the, mm-hmm. my friends at the Roadhouse. And and I was like, oh, I need to hang out with these people more. This is great. But it was because, like, we're Nigerian. Like, they were very much identified with very specifically being Nigerian. Can you look it up? My phone's over there. And Let's look up the... I think it starts with an N. N-A-I-J-A, Niger, or something yeah, like that. that's is that what it, it is, but I don't it, know how to say it. I, okay. I, that's, I don't know how to say it. I think, I think that's accurate-ish. Well, here's what she's doing. So, Lovey Ajayi, in this I'm Judging You, the Do Better manual... Is bitching about everything from not bitch. She's basically calling people out yeah. on dumb behavior as grown-ups. Everything from how friends treat each other and girls being stupid with boys and not knowing you have white trivili- privilege. White privilege. That's what I was saying. Being social media. Right, trollage too, and trollage. Being social media whores, um, sex tapes, all these things, and she's. And, and it's really easy to digest because it's not some super high level type of writing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like it's, I a, it's, a, it's I mean, it. it's exactly it's a vernacular, you mm-hmm. know, that's the it's that's fun. the point of it. And um, yeah, she's a, a master of it for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah. Why must you suck at friendship? I mean, there's so many good lines. There's so many good lines that I'm just like, part of me really wants to uh, incorporate them into my everyday language, but I don't feel like I'm really cool enough for that. Um, some of them, though. Um, there was, she said, oh, this one is the one that really got me. I just, uh, talking about, I, I was just showed this to my friend the other day, and I don't know if she found it as funny as I did, but maybe it's because I shop on Groupon because I'm a cheap motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but she, in the chapter that's about, um, calling women hoes and sluts and bitches whores you know who are sexually active in you know any way right mm-hmm. uh and the double standard that men are not yeah. called anything yeah. yeah she says she says men will dip their group on peens everywhere <laughs> and get high fives from their counterparts. I just loved Groupon peens, I think. What like as far as language goes, every time she that's the peen. pinnacle right there. I like every time she says peen. And I like words like sweater god. Like instead of saying swear to God, she's mm-hmm. like, it's more polite than swear to God, but it's spelled like sweater, G-A-W-D, sweater god. And love pocket for vagina. Yes, like that one. Uh, a glass. U G L A S S gives ugly ass some weight. She does it like footnotes. So funny. Um, hold on a second. There was another one, and so I feel like in the first whatever hundred pages of the book, she notates every time she invents a word, and then she just kind of stops like. You get what I'm doing now. <laughs> you got it. Oh, interesting. So tell me this. Tell me mm-hmm. this. Tell me, like, uh, of the things that she's throwing shade at the most, what uh, what what were you most on board with? 
What were you like? Um, Hell yeah, that needs to be called out. That maybe hasn't been done before. I mean, I think white supremacy is the number one for me. <laughs> but right. it's a really big one. So, uh, you know, I think I think that's probably doing the worst in the world right now that I'm that that for me just got me the most kind of like Yeah. It's emotional, I guess, to read for me and I'm sure you know, lots of people, but um mm-hmm. that's what always strikes me is that as as something that I don't really understand how to explain to white people, to be honest, you know, like I feel like it's so obvious, <laughs> like just in the language that we speak in, in so many things, big and small, that there is this idea of that, you know, being whether it's being light skinned, whether it's Western culture, whether it's, um, you know, white features or, you know, whatever it is like this is this is a this is a fact mm-hmm. of the, the society and culture that we live in. So it it just it's mind like, you know, and I really struggle with it because yeah. I have family members who I think first of all, when they hear the words white supremacy put together, they automatically think that, you know, they're automatically on the defensive, which tells you something to begin with. Right, but like, oh, I'm not, I'm not burning crosses. And you're like, well, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, among I, other just like asinine responses or or you know aggressively defensive you know i mean that that i mean unfortunately in my experience that tends to be the more common you know and that's coming from me and you know a lot of times in context when people are asking me what i think about it and then they get mad at me for what i say yeah 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 well what she does is so awesome is she she even makes that funny like when she talks about coming to her school she grew up in nigeria and she was you know in a really nice neighborhood and she was kind of fancy <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and then when she was it was the first time she ever like felt like an outsider when she came to school and everybody's eating different she looks different she sounds different and her name's different and everything and she goes through this whole like here's how people are idiots and she, and then she says that, so she answers the questions. Do you wear clothes at home? <laughs> and she's like, Oh yeah, we wear clothes in Chicago. Oh, you mean in Nigeria? Nah. The only time we wear things like pants or anything covers our asses is when we have to ride our goats. Since it's so hot, the leather saddles heat up and can cause third degree burns. And she goes, she just goes off like, Is there a lion in your backyard? Do you speak African? When did you learn to speak? Did your hut fit your whole family? <laughs> the thing is, when people ask those questions, like adults will, that's like, she's talking about children there, but adults, you know, when I went to grad school in Egypt, adults ask, oh, you're going to ride a camel to work or to school? Yeah. And it's like, and other times they ask serious questions that are also stupid, but stupid questions that are even stupider, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> to be funny. So my, so my, uh, I guess reading that to mm-hmm. me, the thing that I have the most, uh, I, I, here's what I, here's why I think she's good. She's kind of hating on people and keeping it light in a sense of like, get your shit together, man. Mm. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I get so 
pissed about certain things that I have a hard time keeping in line. Mm. And I think it would be a fun writing exercise for me to figure out how to do mm-hmm. that. Because when I was reading this, I was thinking about like, what was the last thing that I was just judging? Because I get real uncomfortable when I, I start feeling like mm. I'm judging. I get real like, oh, God, I'm doing it right now. You know, right now I'm looking to that person. I'm thinking this and that about them. And the last time I got really judgy was when I was um, visiting South for Christmas and had a couple conversations where I felt like the person I was talking to was choosing ignorance this is about the whole sin of pride thing. Yeah. Is they were choosing ignorance oh. because, and it was like a stance they were taking. Mm-hmm. That it was like they knew with 100% certainty that what they're saying was wrong and a lie. <laughs> and they were standing on top of it, waving a flag. They weren't going to back down for fucking. You tell, Shell. What was it they specifically? Going, I, I, was say, I was going like, oh, you know, we know that doesn't work like this. This works works like that and they were like about white supremacy specifically uh, or no racism? no 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 no, no. Uh, just I'm saying like so that any, to me uh-huh. is like a smaller part of choosing ignorance oh maybe yeah like, yeah oh, yeah that yeah. person maybe maybe that person doesn't know any better yeah they've never met anybody different than them and they mm-hmm. don't know how to behave right but yeah. in 2020 mm-hmm. yes they fucking do so if they're acting like an idiot, it's like they have chosen to ignore. It's like the person who doesn't understand why they're not healthy, right? And yeah. you go to their house and they're drinking Mountain Dew and eating mm-hmm. a lot of syrup and yeah. high fructose corn syrup. And they're just like, I don't know why I feel bad. And you're like, yes, you fucking do. <laughs> you do. Well, I mean. You've chosen certain things and you're. Like it's like That's because, spending all yeah, your money well, and not understanding why you don't have any money. Mm-hmm. You're like, you you do understand. You have chosen, and now you're going to be a victim, or you're going to take a stand. And it's a, this pride thing. It's mm. this like I am not going to admit to being wrong or stupid. Yeah. Even though I know I'm wrong and stupid, because my pride is bigger. Right. My my need yeah. to be right about this is bigger than learning. It's bigger than humility. It's bigger. And that, when I see little signs of that in mm. conversations, I'm just like, I get too mad for it yeah. to be funny. You know? Well, you know, yeah. And for stuff. me, for me, honestly, I, I think that's definitely one piece of the pie. But there's also that there's so much fear involved in letting go of the things that oh yeah you know make us better than other people quote unquote or you know oh, yeah. like letting go of whether it's that privilege that 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 thing that you're addicted to like sugar or whatever like oh, yeah. you know i mean that's why for me white supremacy is it's an illness it's yeah. you know it's it's a mental illness yeah. Like I, well, think, I think I think that's one of Trevor Noah's kind of big things. I mean maybe yeah. he says more like racism is an illness is, is a disease. It's a mental disease. It's it's if if we we're gonna talk about like um delusions of grandeur, it's a it's a grand mass meta delusion of grandeur. Yeah, yeah. It's bananas. And like even even when she talks about like internet fame, so she throws a lot of shade. And what's interesting is she is. Yeah, I'm so glad that she calls herself out too. I'm like, she's just Man, like, lovey, you're doing this fucking right. Check, yeah, check, yeah, check. Yeah. I was like, thinking about it, I was like, oh, she better like does she? Yeah. She knows that this is how she has her, you know, right. her 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 
stage now or whatever and she acknowledges it so definitely yeah Yeah, which is amazing it's amazing but when people like a reality tv so she talks about the reality the real world and Mm -hmm. uh oh god i remember watching the real world there's a lot of nostalgia in this book for me too oh yeah yeah. oh yeah so she's talking about the real world did you end up looking up kim kardashian's sex video uh i mean i'm not sure if i ever saw it um, but no, I mean, online. the answer is no. Because I was like, what? Is that how that started? I don't remember that. I remember yeah. Paris Hilton. I remember, I remember well, that's what's life. funny is that I remember Paris Hilton's sex tape only because it was like, like a black. No, 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 I was not. <laughs> I was like maybe middle school or high but school. Still, um, no, like- it was like a weird black and white camera. And it just, right. I just remember the the image for whatever reason it's just like sure because you watched it so many times (laughs) (laughs) no i think it was the first like sex video like that kind of sex video i had ever first in a long time and then i became addicted speaking of addictions (laughs) (laughs) um no no, i don't think i've ever seen but it was with ray j right yeah, well, I know that from reading. Now. Oh, she and does say that in here. Well, I went on a oh, on okay. I, I knew like, that. That was common knowledge, oh, no. Shell. No, no, I was just like, what is that? How they got? F- I thought they yeah. got famous because, like, I didn't know she even knew Paris Hilton. But the, she was like her assistant. Yeah, I but you know who their idea. you know who their father was. Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. So I thought it was more because they were just like famous people family you know no like, they're well, like they're like i haven't seen the movie parasite yet but they're like the parasites they like parasited on other famous oh, people shit, and then became i know i do i it do it is so I, unexpected. I keep hearing such i good would things. go i would go again oh okay um maybe we can talk I about that after. have you seen the movie climax no i don't oh wait dancers maybe. and they're dancing and then they have mm. a terrible acid trip and then shit goes crazy <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not sure if it's more if I would it would be more likely to remember or have blocked that out. But okay, well, um, it's because no. uh, this in the same way that Parasite takes you on such a terrible curve mm-hmm. where you're like, whoa, there's yeah. no way I would have <laughs> ever. Do you know this movie Love we're talking shit. about called Parasite? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, it's so unexpected. It's so okay. Unexpected. Well, I mean, I've heard good things. And so, climax. and the uh, the uh, the director, he would just want a Golden Globe. Did you did you hear what his quote was? No. Which is maybe relevant to this about Americans needing to do better. What did he say? His well, so he had a translator up um, while he was. I'm pretty sure it was Parasite. I hope it's the right one because I'm going to feel like a jerk if it's not the right one. I think we that's will right redact one. whatever um, Claire thanks. says that's stupid. I'm right. I know I'm right. So she knows she's right. Speaking um, of pride. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so he has a translator and he so he says something in um, Korean and then she says, uh, I hope that... Um, I hope that Americans will get over their fear of the one-inch tall captions because... There was this whole thing about how how about subtitles subtitles subtitles. Oh, yes, I'm sorry, yes. subtitles. I ruined it. I yeah. hope that Americans get over their fear of the one inch tall subtitles, yeah. something like that, because there had been a discussion about why uh, foreign films don't do so well in the American market, um, and so that was kind of because they don't like to read. Because they don't like to. Re- I mean, right. actually, that's what people say. That's <laughs> why I think. That's why I think, um, and I've definitely heard that. And you know what's funny is, I watch uh, I watch regular shows with subtitles. 
because I like reading oh, the script. So, yeah. so if I'm watching, I try to mention Battlestar Galactica at every. Episode, that's kind of funny. So. That's that's kind of a. I feel like no, that's. A, I started doing it with so so. I've I do lived, that with I've things in other languages. Three, I've, I've done it with two or three film. I, yeah. I've lived with two or three people who were either in film school or whatever. Yeah. And they always had the subtitles because really? they are reading like the script. Yeah. Right. You're reading the script along with. Is the it cast. the script, though? Or I yeah, mean, it's, it's, movie, it's made afterwards, reading... though. It's not the script. You know what I mean? Right. Like... But it's like you're reading the script is what yeah. I'm saying is. I see. Seeing how it's very interesting if you're into uh, creating. Yeah, film, I can understand and, you that. You know what I mean? It's like you're reading and then you're watching like, oh, that's how that person did that. Okay. And in this whole scene, maybe there's nothing. Like in a lot of action or sci-fi, there's just like no words yeah. for a while. Yeah. And then someone just goes, we got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, pow. <laughs> Don't forget the whatever. I was going to yeah. try to. Zu- zuconium. <laughs> Pellets. Ah! Wow, that went somewhere fast. Uh, Where's our choo-choo train? Kardashians. 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 We got got far. And people who get, people who get, uh, so she she throws a lot of shade at people who just kind of whore themselves out to get fame and attention. And she's like, Kim Kardashian did it, but you aren't going to fucking do it, so don't (laughs) release your sex tape unless you want to be known for sex for the rest of you. She had a lot of things going right. She's beautiful. She had like parents and fame and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like she was already close. She was already riding along the side of it and she works at it every day. Mm. Like you can see a picture of Kim Kardashian's butt anywhere (laughs) Any <laughs> given day. Her brand is clear. Well, I think we have to, you know, clear. and she does acknowledge the genius of Kris Jenner. I mean, I think she oh, yeah. really. No, it's all. It's I mean, all pretty fascinating. It's, it's, that's mastermind. That's it's mastermind, mastermind level shit. Like, basically, they're, they're just making money being themselves. Mm-hmm. Which is like, that's what, the, that's what they do. They live. And people watch. And, 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 and make, make shit for you to buy so that they buy. Yeah. Did yeah. you know that it's what's his, what's dream. what's her face? Caitlyn Jenner. Do you know she has a Kendall? Maybe Kendall. No. The 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 father, I don't know if he would they would she would say <laughs> I'm doing a really bad job. Oh, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Jenner. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. I was thinking yeah. it was like I didn't want to say his dead name on air. Come no, on, no. Shelly. <laughs> Although, gonna... I don't think she cares. I thought it was um, going to say that there was like a new, a new no, like generation of she has, already. She has a church. Like, it's registered as a church, and there's like, uh, the, the entry fee is like $10,000. So now, it's untaxed income. I'm going to throw shade at speaking of the of speaking that. of the mega churches that yes. she she's at, oh a, that that lovey is talking about oh my God. that kind of shit that's what rich people do okay so I'm gonna they th- they I'm pretend gonna... they have a fucking church and then they judge. charge people five thousand dollars to be members and then they just have fancy parties and then like they pretend that it's like I'm the church judge of fucking Christian for a minute I'm going to judge judgy churches because <laughs> I grew up in a um I'm, I'm, here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get more comfortable <laughs> judging. Oh, good. Well, because <laughs> every time I start, I'm like, oh, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. Who am I to judge? Glass houses, stones being thrown. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I've lived in, just to put things in perspective, I grew up, went to a Southern Baptist church, loved it, 
you know, there was no, where did you go to church mm. in the town I grew up in? It was, what church do you go to? And there was only one type of person. <laughs> you know what I mean? You were a Baptist. Yeah. That was it. I didn't know any Jewish people. I didn't know any Nigerians. Yeah. I didn't know any yeah. shamans. I didn't know any Baha'i. You know, I yeah. didn't know anybody, but now I do. Yeah. And I've lived with 95 different people in seven states and have traveled quite a bit. Yeah. And I've had friends that worship in all kinds of ways. Mm. And it's very interesting, wonderful thing. And um, it has been a huge part of my own spiritual journey to meet other people and learn about other faiths. And it's been such a bigger, more fulfilling kind of spiritual journey to have mm. opened and accepted all these yeah. other ways towards God, right? Um, and even names of God and names of the stories yeah. and how big that mystery is yeah. and all the different ways people find their spiritual yeah. truth. And to be face-to-face -face with people who are just like, no, it's my way or you're going to There's hell. no other God. And you're yeah. like, no, but see, that's not even kind mm. of the God message. He sort yeah. of like loves also, everybody. <laughs> also, like you can have more than one word for something. No, you cannot. <laughs> no, you cannot. Joey! You're going straight Ooh, I mean, I think hell. that, I think, I, I, I think that we are making a really good point, which is that to consolidate something under one name or one understanding is to fundamentally take away so much of it. And it's so, egotistical as fuck. Well, like that saying, on top of like it. It's like saying, oh, in this giant universe that's been around yeah, for millennia. Yeah, it's disrespectful to fucking God. It's disrespectful to God to say, oh, I got it all figured out. It's like, no, you don't. The The, the command of God in the religion that I grew yeah. up with was to seek wisdom, to continually seek wisdom and truth. So if you just kind of stop one day and go, nah, I learned all I need to learn. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. He didn't say to stop learning around age 14. <laughs> His commandment sort of love everyone and seek yeah. wisdom and knowledge. So when people claim that they're being more Christian mm. by remaining ignorant, mm -hmm. it really chaps the old ass. <laughs> I gotta tell you. I'm like, you, chaps me hide, my goat hide. You're missing the point, my friend. <laughs> you're missing the point. I think I probably told you the story before. I was visiting the South and I can't remember where I was. and. Uh, somebody's like, yeah, this is Shelly. She's down here from Michigan. And this man goes, oh, now, why on earth are you up there in that awful place? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know what? It's it's beautiful. I mean, it's like there's lakes and it's and then there's snow. Why would you and call then, someone's place awful I know. to and then, get and, like and, and, in, in real time? Everybody's standing around him is going, yeah, why? You know, and they've got smiles. And they're being quote, polite, and I'm just going like, holy crap, can you imagine somebody from the South visiting Michigan and us going, so uh, what keeps you in that ass backwards swamp? <laughs> like, what on earth? Yeah. And then, so, so I'm standing there, like, trying to figure out what's going on. Everybody's smiling and nodding. I'm going like, oh, no, it's really great. Oh, my gosh, you guys should visit. Summers in Michigan are the best. Yeah. Have music festivals, and the scene is great, and there's so much beach, and da, 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 wineries and beer, and it's great. And then this guy goes, well... Whenever you're ready, we'll welcome you back to God's country. <laughs> I am quoting. And I say, Oh my God. So and I'm like, I'm like, so yeah, I mean, it is beautiful here, but you know, the Grand Canyon, am I right? <laughs> you know, Bali, <laughs> Vietnam, 
super pretty there. I don't know if you've ever heard of God's France. <laughs> um, the world you know, in itself. Well, is the thing is, cool. I feel like that's that, that's not even like the, I mean, and you probably already know this, but like that's not even their concept of the world is not outside of the United States. Right, right. You know, right. they're very like they. You know, they're when they're thinking of what's God's. They're they are not. They're not like. Oh wait, I forgot about Israel. Like <laughs> right. you know what I mean. <laughs> forgot about the Holy Land. Like their the countries that have their been around general so like concept of <laughs> of of right. anything is just America. You know, they don't think yeah. about non-Americans, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, to me, what's interesting, and, and again, I, I think you're what you're also touching on this is yeah. that. Basically, it's still right. At, you know, when did the Civil War end? It's you know, I mean, <laughs> no. What? So I, I mean, maybe I, it's not that bad, but my, it also is kind of pretty guess, bad still. The so I feel like sort of comfortable throwing shade on this is because I remember changing my mind, mm. and it was a choice. Mm. Like I remember one day in yeah. my youth, it was either my first job that wasn't working in an orchard I was like working at subway or maybe it was late high school when I was visiting finally outside of my small town visiting people I realized oh you like continuing to learn about other people in other places is a choice mm-hmm. and feeling my mind broaden and around that time I remember reading something a quote that was like a mind went once expanded can never go back to its mm-hmm. original shape and mm-hmm. I remember thinking like oh once the truth, once a truth is revealed mm-hmm. to you about like, yep. oh, I grew up with my family making fun of that family. But then you realize that family's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, or you you hear bad things about northerners or you hear like I remember growing up with such a strong like. You know, how people get really, really yeah. territorial about like Michigan, Michigan State <laughs> or Michigan. Ohio. Oh, yeah, I went to and, Michigan. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so and there's this thing like even if you're thinking about dating someone from yeah. another school, it's like. He went to a Ohio divided State. house. It'll never Ohio work. State. He went to Ohio State. <laughs> what? You know, so ours was Clemson, Carolina. And yeah. I remember if people from Carolina would be over, my parents would kind of give them a hard time. Yeah. Oh, yeah jokingly, yeah. but kind of but rough. Also, yeah, but rough. Yeah. But rough. And I was, so I grew up taking that. Question. Those are microaggressions, basically. <laughs> Those are microaggressions. I mean, and so I remember thinking, like, Later on, like, oh, wait a minute. That's not something you have to give a shit about at all, yeah. ever. Uh-huh. And there are certain people who are like, I'm going to hold on to this. This putting a lot of importance on 18 to 22-year-old boys. <laughs> My Beating, whole- concussing <laughs> each other and themselves. Causing each other brain damage for hundreds of dollars. I'm going to pay $500 every Saturday to pig out. And watch these 18 to 22 year old boys, and it's going to be so important in my life. And one day I was like, wait a minute. Skirt. <laughs> hey, that's dumb for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about it for you. But like, yeah. I was trying, I remember changing my mind and going, mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't have to yeah. believe that thing. I yeah. don't have to believe exactly what you believe. I yeah. don't have to believe this thing about me or this mm-hmm. thing about love or this thing about. Mm-hmm. And once that door is open, you're like, oh, I'm out here experience yeah. things in a much more fulfilling way. And so the the judginess that I have is for people who choose to not that it's uh, is what I perceive as a chosen ignorance. Yeah. Do not try to teach me anything new or I'm going to be pissed because I remember 
when that awareness opened up to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I, and so many people, again, there's discomfort in that. So it's oh, just yeah. like a constant, it's like, I can't, you know. Right. So our brains are trying to protect us, you oh, know, yeah. from from that. But yeah. um, it's interesting, the kind of when you when you talk about, it's almost like, it's almost like uh, acceptance works in concentric cir- circles. Like getting over that, which which is a natural, you know, quote unquote, natural uh, human the yeah. tribalism, you know, and um, being wary oh, of yeah. people who are different. And of so when you kind of think about, OK, so if someone can't even think that the football people who cheer for the football team are also human, you know, they're not going to be able to think that. You know, you know what I mean? It just Someone like who's so different than you. Yeah, so it's like if and, and I think that like a lot of people would take issue with that. But I think it is a practice. You know it's what I mean? Practice. Particularly if you really believe that. And I think that unfortunately, some people do like Michigan, Michigan State. I think people definitely think that people who go to Michigan State are stupid. Right. Or, you know, it's like even as or, a kid growing up, yeah. up in Ann Arbor, it was like, oh, you weren't smart enough to get into Michigan. So you had to go to Michigan State. You probably it's believe like that. it's a good fucking school. You know what I mean? <laughs> I so remember, exactly. I, oh I did gosh. believe that as a kid. You know oh, what I mean? Shit. But it's like, oh, God, like, but oh, I have to tell you this story. I have to tell you this story. So I'm from <laughs> South Carolina. Right. And I sold books door to door with all these kids from Michigan. Mm. And in my mind. That's how I knew Michigan. It was this state up there. Yeah. It's cold. I don't give a shit about it. People talk funny. That was it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had Certainly zero, do. I had zero interest yeah. in Michigan. And then I won this trip. I sold books door to door. I won this trip. And we all start to hang out together quite a bit. And everybody would go, I went to Adrian. And they would go like, I went to Michigan State. Mm. And I'd introduce to my friends. I'm like, these people all went to Michigan. And they're like, no, 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 no. I went to Michigan State. And I would think like. Okay, these are my southern friends. Like, they don't care. They don't know the difference. (laughs) Like, literally, you guys keep going, like, no, Albion. I'm like, do you care? Like, when they describe me, they'd be like, she's from Carolina. (laughs) Like, they don't even know which one. And I'm like, that's what it's like. So the way you think about me, Mm -hmm. like, you think I'm slow and I'm stupid. And the way my accent was so big when oh I first yeah got here. it was super big oh shelly it was so big i wish i'd known you then well we should drink more together <laughs> <laughs> because that's when it starts she comes out. out don't she she do but um i'll give you an example <laughs> i used to hold interviews on the university of michigan's campus and uh tr- do trainings mm-hmm. and one of the things when we sold books door to door was this closing technique you yeah because I was doing sales training as a right. little 22-year-old. And um, you, you, it's the same. It's one of the same closing techniques that I used to teach as a coach, too. So yeah. anyway, where do you get, it's where do you get your mail? Here at the post office. And you just start writing. And then people go, oh, I get it. And, you know, and, and that's the beginning of the close. So I used to yeah. teach this. But I'm from South Carolina, right? When I first started teaching it, I would say, where do y'all get y'all's mail? <laughs> <laughs> The guy that I moved up here to be with, <laughs> he had the most, looking back on it, him as a young man, you know, deciding to have this conversation with me. Mm. Oh, my God. It was such a delicate conversation. I love it. You know, because he had to say, he was trying to say, like, hey, I really want you to succeed here. But you can't. Recruited, but you got to stop saying, where do y'all get y'all's mail? Because <laughs> you sound like <laughs> such a hick. Like, he loved me. He was like, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I love it. But, like. 
these people they're are gonna look at you funny hanging open. <laughs> hey how long you lived in michigan you know and people are like oh shit there's this tall woman from the south talking at me with a lot of confidence they were terrified yeah. of me and now i get it i'm like mm. oh i was that super different person to them yeah like they for sure had never had like a southern businesswoman yeah come storming up and start talking to they're just like what yeah <laughs> should we talk slower ma'am <laughs> like, no what do you mean you know like yeah so is, was that another tangent i don't um, know we kim kardashian uh, um, we're talking uh, about people please. being racist still so <laughs> Okay. We well, circled no, back to talk- racism, I, thankfully. I, would, I think I was going to talk about. Well, you were talking about kind fame. of. Oh, internet yeah. Well, fame, yeah. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. Right? So the thing, and, and how the real world was like the most honest one ever uh-huh. because we were just, they didn't have a format. They yeah. Just like, Let's just watch these kids. They were just wild as fuck. And so she's really judging the people who have taken reality TV and manipulated every, made, made conflict where there is none. Yeah. And Well, um, it's this like. It's a it's again, it's like the worst possible aspects of it have become what makes it addictive. You know what? What makes you really just like want to be sucked into it. And that way it's kind of like social media. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can't look away. Um, but it's it's but it's hyper real. Right. It's have beyond you, real. Have you uh, been addicted to any um, social media no 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 to uh, a tv show reality, reality tv <laughs> um not a reality tv show and not, not really not dance moms no Bachelorette. no yeah. no surprisingly Survivor. no no surprisingly Honey, boo-boo. no wow. i really want to watch the 60 day fiance except for real world and i actually did RuPaul's watch jersey shore Race. no and i, I watched america's that. next top model for a while but i never really got addicted to that i like or not um, not top model well, i did watch that briefly but i like the one where's the one where the tim guns like runway. project one way yeah, I, I like that project i like runway. that a lot um uh, but the thing is is that like on project, project runway they're project like pretty runway fucking is, talented it's people hard for me to say right now project <laughs> runway project one way <laughs> Project One Way. One way. I love Project One Way. It's got <laughs> Heidi Quum. Oh God. <laughs> um, and I keep picturing RuPaul being on there, but it's RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, Those I didn't are, ever watch that. I, I just, know. Like, I'm sure walking. I would love them, but also it, you know, also other life. <laughs> also anything else. I I just I don't know. I just watching drama like. That, like, I guess maybe it's because uh, reality shows now are so ridiculous that I just, it's too much. Like, I'm just like, this is, like, I have trouble watching that show Shameless. I don't know if you've watched Shameless. Mm-mm. It's a show, it's a, I think it's a British import about, it takes place in the south side of Chicago. Uh, William H. Macy plays a, an alcoholic, drug addicted father and he's got all these kids and... Um, it's funny and like outrageous, but like the premise, I have to remind myself sometimes when I'm just like, what the fuck? This is would never happen. And I'm just like, it's a television show, Claire, like, of you know, it's shameless. It's, it's like meant to be, you know, and so like, oh yeah, right. Like, duh. But I get kind of, I don't know. I'm like, 
uh, it's re- it terrible just, people. It yeah, they're terrible people, but yeah. also just like crazy shit happening. Like it has to be some kind of mach- machination that all of these things are happening. You know what I mean? Right, and to right. me, it takes away from. Well, it's not. It's inauthentic, you know. Oh, but yeah. that doesn't mean that like. But at the same time, it's like I can't necessarily enjoy it. So I'm not saying that that's like a good criticism because if I can't then enjoy it because right, I'm like, right. oh, this is so inauthentic. It's like, shut the, f-, you know, I like, yeah. don't be so judgy, you know, and right, just right. enjoy a stupid television show. But right, right, right. for that same reason, reality TV, I'm just kind of like, oh, I can't. But I want to watch, I want to watch that 90 Day Fiance thing because I've heard a lot of good things. <laughs> And I know someone what else who just mean? like you mean so, you have to get engaged in 90 days. Yeah, so I think the premise is well, so like US immigration is such that like there's there's this grace period, I guess maybe you call it, where if someone is coming over on a marriage visa, there's like a 90-day wait period or something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me, listeners. Um <laughs> And so it's basically about these people. I guess they've met online uh-huh. and are trying to get married and they have to go through this process. And it's, oh, wow. I, you know, I don't know if they're getting married, if they're having a wedding. Like, I think all this, obviously, lots of fucking drama. Wow. Um, and I've just heard really outrageous things. And it's huh. kind of a situation that I was almost in, um, you know, peripherally, not really. Well, <laughs> I mean... I Side thought I might get married to someone who was just needing a green card. Um, not just needing a green card, but there was times when I thought I would marry him because I actually loved him. But right, right. Also that at other times, right, right. with that same person th- anyway. Right, right. But um, yeah. So it's just kind of like, oh, I know. Like, there's so much other stress too besides just a relationship. You know what I mean? <laughs> and 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 like my relationship with him was different in that at least we had spent time together. Like these people haven't even really met in person, I think before. So, but maybe not. I don't know. Are you taking a selfie of us, Shaw? Yeah. Woo! Selfies. So now let's talk about selfies and like, um, online etiquette and, um, online etiquette. Yeah. You know, it's funny. And judging when she was talking about ourselves. Well, when she was talking about, um, I love this. This I thought it was really helpful. The one about like, um, you know, get rid of your hotmail and oh yeah, that as whole, a recruiter. Well, I think that we're both recruiters. Yeah. So, but also because I feel like an old lady, right? Mm. So I'm sure <laughs> I do certain annoying things. Yeah, like I just got on Instagram in the last few oh, months. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm very. New it's it's to also it. informative. Is that what you're saying, Shell? Yes. Yes. Excellent. I think I think Lovey would be really happy about that. Yes. Um, well, like in a in a like you should know this. This may yeah. Uh, the more you know. Is that what's the music? Um, Maybe that should just be that over and over should be the opening music. Ding ding ding. Yeah. The more you know. Ding ding ding. <laughs> okay, no, that sounds um, a little crazy. Okay, so <laughs> the the people on. Uh, Facebook mm-hmm. that I want to judge are the vague sharers. Vague sharers. Uh, do you know those people are like, I guess some people just can't be trusted. That's called subtweeting, I think. What? <laughs> well, that's a thing. S- I mean, yeah, they're it's basically talking. Sharing. I mean, it could be, but if it's meant, if, if 
if it is meant like for one person specifically, which in you know what I mean, like being passive aggressive. Oh yeah, it always <clears throat> feels passive aggressive. Right. So it might not. It's a lot of the times that's not like oh it sucks when people suck. It's like it sucks when people suck and they're like staring at that one person. But right. you know what I mean. Yes. So it's meant for one specific person, I think, and that's what sub that's subtweeting. Does that annoy you? Um, yeah, but you know, it's it's exactly what she's saying. It's that people want attention. Yes, and yes. it is it again. You know, we'll talk about mental illness. I mean, it, uh, social media addiction and Instagram, in particular. Like, I oh actually gosh. have to be really careful on Instagram. I have I to delete it off my phone for like weeks at a time because I catch myself on it. And I have a timer. Like, I have a control. Yeah, I've tried to do that. Phone. I'll turn it off. <laughs> It's like I tried to have an app block. Limit. I tried to do all that you, shit. I'd be like, well, you can like... be erased too, app. <laughs> app block. Block you. Who's in charge of you? The human in this human robot relationship. <laughs> I'm still more powerful. Get used to it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the so the oversharer. Um, I'm I'm uh, uh, this was really touchy for me, this kind of oh, like okay. social media section because I went from not having hardly anything yeah. at all. To like, oh, I want to do Reads and Weeds. So I want to learn yeah. Instagram. Yeah. And so in order for me to find mm-hmm. friends to put on Reads and Weeds, I yeah. did Shelly. Right. Shelly Little 178. And then when I started working for Michigan Cannabis Industry Association, I was like, oh, okay, well, as membership director, I should push on there. Yeah. So I went from like zero to a hundred in mm-hmm. five minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? Where I'm always going like, oh, okay, okay. You know what? I should, uh, this one should be more informative. Because yeah. it suddenly feels like I'm marketing yeah. 10 things, mm-hmm. right? And, and yourself, your brand. Yeah, yeah. And then, but I, that annoys me. Yeah. It annoys well, me. Well, and that's what she's talking yeah. about. She judges that, is that, yeah. you know, you don't, that people, you always have to be on brand, that you are a brand. And what she doesn't say, you know, uh, which I'm, again, like, obviously I think it's not, wouldn't be like right for kind of how she's writing, but mm-hmm. that's just, you know, in, in, in the capitalist world, that's what, we have to do, you know, yeah. even if we don't want to do it, we have to figure out a way to how, how can I monetize myself, my image, you know? Um, and like in your case, it's not necessarily monetizing it, but what she's talking about is people yeah. trying to be social influencers. Like they want to, they want to get like deals from uh, Nike. They want to get, Oh, it's yeah. sponsorships, you know what I mean? They're trying I, to, the they're, they're year, yeah. selling, they're, they're creating a brand so that they can make money off of themselves and their, their, yes. their image. Oh, yes. And I, this is the first year or so, no, probably the last two years have been the last, the first time I've really actually heard someone go, uh, oh, what do you do? And they go, I'm an influencer. Yeah. Like I've just started in mm-hmm. the last couple of years hearing that. Someone ever like, fucking said that to me? I'd be you, like, you, you've never heard I'd, it? I'd give them the, the shake, the hand, recruiting. and then you, oh, really? Nope. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that. I basically walk into a room and like a thousand people change their mind. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay. Wait, did they say that? Yeah. Oh, Lord. And then I think Jen has had a couple of those too, but, um, <laughs> I've, I've even had it like I went because I sometimes go to openings, like mm. the opening of a new dispensary or the mm. opening of a new business, and 
you know, there'll be somebody really cool taking pictures with everybody and be yeah. an influencer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They have a following. I see, I see. And, so if they and they're part of the opening event, kind of. They're part of the opening event. It's right. Like their job they're, to be there right. being cool. They're promoters. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, essentially it's the gig economy on crack. You right. know what I mean? It's like Playboy bunnies, but... No, that's not the right analogy. <laughs> I mean, it's. I think it's really, that's part of it. They just are there, going like, "Look at me! I'm part of the scenery, and that's why you love me, and that's it. I don't have to like make a shoe or fix your car. <laughs> like, I just be me with boobs." <laughs> but obviously, there is some aspect of right. like whether it's wanting. To, I mean, sex for sure is right. is part of that wanting to be like be that person or be with that person i am so grateful all of a sudden in like one blast that of how unaware i am of porn (laughs) i was like oh yeah like when i went like on this kim kardashian wormhole that i went down earlier today oh kim kardashian wormhole that no i bet it's beautiful I bet it's a picture she's got a bleached asshole. Just like you mean a bleached wormhole? <laughs> yes. um, uh, do you need your wormhole bleached? Oh my God, this idea? is making me feel really gross inside. Oh. Okay, my point is, is that sex tape hmm. is the best-selling porn, porn oh, really? ever in that company. Oh, well. Even I guess now it doesn't do make it, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. Right. So so I was just thinking like, oh yeah, this How much is does it gigantic- cost? <laughs> no, I really don't. Like I don't like I don't you know, I don't really want to want thirteen dollars. <laughs> it's a deal of a life. Snap. I'll go in on it. Seven six. <laughs> <laughs> That's so generous of you. I'll do. I'll go. Eight five. Shelly, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how negotiation works. <laughs> I Actually, plus, I guess you're trying plus, to get me to do this, right? Plus, now. it seems so funny to negotiate like an eight five, <laughs> eight, five seven six <laughs> split. Like, where are we going to land on this, girl? <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, high, stakes, high stakes. High stakes. You have to use your email to download it. <laughs> oh, my <gosh. laughs> oh my god. I'll do it through a cash app. <laughs> Clone account. We'll go in on it. Unless, Chris, you went one in on this. Three-way split. Kim Kardashian oh. sex date. Oh, God. Three-way split. He's good. He's good. He's good. Because I was going to go, you know, five, five, three with wow. you. <laughs> Shelly, you really talked about Kim Kardashian a lot. I know. And that's not even what I'm trying to talk about. What I'm trying to talk about is. I forget sometimes that there's an entire universe mm-hmm. of like little girls showing their boobs online. Oh, in their bedroom in Kansas. Have you heard of the fan? Have you heard of fans only? I mean, there's this whole like sending. Yeah, I mean, blissfully unaware. I'm blissfully unaware. And when I and that's like basic shit. That's as far as far as I know. Yeah, and there's okay. So do you remember the? uh, um, It was a it was a quick TV show with with um oh my god Zendaya was in it it was called Euphoria Euphoria yeah on HBO yes what about it did you watch it I watched I think I didn't watch like the last couple episodes but I saw most of it oh okay okay 
Why? Was the ending really good and I missed it? Sometimes I watch shows at someone else's house and then I don't get to finish it it and then I forget where I was. I just loved watching the characters in that show. They Mm. were like the most fascinating. Yeah. I was like, why did I not go to this high school? Like, well, plus, well, well, they're all it's crazy. So many crazy things happen to those girls, but instead of it feeling like they're jumping the shark, it just feels like, oh, dark things. This is basically just partying kids Mm. with a little bit of drugs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Um, whereas that movie, you should write down that movie, um, Climax, the one with the dancers. Okay. That is super cool dancing, and then it goes so dark, kind of like Parasite. You have no mm. idea what's coming. So remember that. Okay, Climax. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll never forget it. Okay. <laughs> I'll ask you in 10 minutes. Uh-oh. And you see if you remember it. Um, anyway, I've lost track. I was talking about porn, I think. <laughs> How could you forget? <laughs> I was, okay. So I was talking about porn because in that show, Euphoria, yeah. I remember okay. going like, oh, all these girls are like really brazenly using their sexuality mm. in these characters. Mm-hmm. And I didn't yeah. really grow up with that. Oh, right? yeah. And every once in a while, I just forget that there are those kind of people who have had sex since they've like they're fourteen well, or fifteen, but, but or, and they're like people who are so aware of yeah. their own sexuality at such yeah. a young age. Mm-hmm. I was not that. Yeah, me super either. Aware of my, I just wasn't. Yeah, and so when I see it, I'm like, oh, I don't even think I could have played that role when I was that age because mm. I didn't understand it. Yeah. I didn't understand like, oh, me walking around this tight skirt is powerful. Yeah, and I'm confident, and I'm going to get what I want. And yeah, gonna whatever and. I was blissfully unaware of that. Anyway, I think we're back now. To, um, uh, anything else we want to throw shade on? I've got a couple more. Okay. Yeah. Unless, you know. I mean, <laughs> I <laughs> shot my wad with white supremacy. <laughs> I can't be mad at anything else now. Hashtag shot my wad. Hashtag white supremacy. Hashtag day. Hashtag sunlight. Uh, I mean, I. I mean, the only other thing that I really have to say specifically about this book is that I mean, I actually have like five pages left to read, which is I think good because the end is really nice. I might even read the last chapter again. Five pages is her throwing shade at people who can't read the book. How will we ever get there and teach ourselves if we can't finish? Um, no, do something that matters. And um, I, there's something in here that she said about service that I thought was really interesting. And I really liked it. It reminded me of my grandfather, actually. Um, oh, shit. No, I'm not going to be able to find it. Oh, sorry, Shell. Okay, you got real close. Um, (laughs) I thought it was right here. Oh, it's just about doing something better. No, it's like a specific quote about service. Ah, nope. Oh, yeah. That's not it. Fuck Mm -hmm. me. I don't know. Use my career as a platform. I'm not asking everyone to be activists. Oh, I'm so annoyed. Um, Ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Service to others. Oh, here it is. Rent you pay. Is Is that it? Okay. I found it. Um, She's talking about how her mom gave um, her doll away to another little girl. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and she says, um, but most importantly, she's talking about her mom, but most importantly, she's given me a sense of obligation to serve. She didn't tell me I need to give away all my favorite things, but the lesson was that I need to serve even when it's inconvenient, especially when relinquishing what I have in surplus is a mild annoyance at worst. Um, and I, I've, well, specifically, I really liked, um, to serve even when it's inconvenient specifically. Um, but I, I, I mean, relinquish is one of my favorite words. So I think I, I'm like kind of stuck on it too, because of that. Um, it's such a good word. Why is relinquish one of your favorite words? I just, it, I, it's a, I just like the sound of it, but it's also like, it's such a strong vulnerability and like, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that that than surrender yeah it's like mm-hmm. i'm in control i'm relinquishing this and um i think that like what could really be applied to kind of what you were talking about as far as um that ignorance relinquish that in- ignorance you're mm-hmm. in power you're in control mm-hmm. um so anyway that really stuck with me huh yeah but to serve even when it's inconvenient. Oh, yeah. And that's something that my grandfather was, you know, he lived a life of service. And um, so it just, it's such, it's a word that has been coming up for me, service, you know, even with work, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is I'm, uh, when I put things I want to be judgy about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can still do them. Well, so I've been, you know, calling on all these cannabis businesses, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's this line that you can almost see right away. Um, if someone has been in the industry for quite a long time, mm-hmm. and they started off as an activist, they've been growing a long time in yeah. private, they've got this set of beliefs, you know, like... This is, I have a purpose. Yeah. This is for patients. Yeah. This makes sense with Mother Nature. Like they have some sense of healing yeah. or purpose. There's people that have gotten in in the last year or so that are starting a widget business. You yeah. know, they, they want to make money. Yeah. This could be anything for them. This could be like, oh, I heard gluten free bread was the next thing. Yeah. Let's jump in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I. Am side eyeing a lot. <laughs> New people in the industry who give no props to what came before them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They got here five minutes ago and they're acting like they run the world. Yeah. And I'm just like, child, <laughs> you do you know do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're ready to tell me that they're the greatest place ever and they just opened last week. Yeah. You know, and I'm like Okay, I see, you know. Sure, sell me or, you know. I'm like, okay, I get it. I, yes. Mm -hmm. But I have this attachment Mm -hmm. to the movement over the last however many years. and Definitely. So people just kind of popping in and being like, oh, yeah, I know so much more than you right now. And Mm -hmm. I'm the new business person. I'm just like, okay, I'm accepting. I do want you to jump in. Yeah. But I want you to jump in knowing what's come before. What's yeah. Come before you. That's all I'm asking. It's not how yeah. fucking young people work, though. Right. <laughs> well, no, or it's not just young people. So don't Well, get me that's wrong. true. 
it's the businessman. I mean, that's kind of how the next generation comes in, I guess I should say, but but you know, it's, it's a lot of times it's the businessman who he did really, really well at running TV repair shops. He Mm -hmm. has a chain of them. So he's going to get in the cannabis industry now, Mm -hmm. or that man who owned a bunch of auto dealerships and he's going to get in the cannabis industry now. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, no, you're super confident, but also, this is like farming and science yeah. and marketing and medical and strains and, and legal shit. Oh my god! And like so much legal shit. Licensing yeah. and background checks and like this isn't a widget company, dude. Yeah. But they're so like, well, I'm gonna get into the business and uh, we're gonna put a bunch of money in it. I'm just looking at them like, oh, I don't. I feel bad, but I kind of want you to go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> you seem kind of excited about it, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I just, uh... yeah. So I side eye at that on the regular because sometimes it's just like, oh my gosh, you're 93% ego, mm. 5% some business knowledge, <laughs> and some business knowledge, <laughs> you know, and 2% good enough people around you to where you don't always look like an asshole. Mm. You know what I mean? But, Somebody's somebody's doing the math right, but it's not this guy. Right. You have some money. Yeah. And an accountant. Yeah. Yeah. And there's three guys you know who kind of know how to grow and mm-hmm. build things. And, and you guys, but mostly what you guys have is ego. Mm-hmm. So knock yourselves out. But then there's this uh, other side eye that I do for people who want things to work quicker than they should. Mm. I have a impatience. Well, or or like entitlement. Yeah. Entitlement. Yeah. I guess entitlement in general. Like comedians who think they should be famous or paid before they're ready. <laughs> and also um cannabis businesses that think they should be making money. I'm not making money. It's like because yeah. it's a super hard business. Yeah. It's really hard and it involves all these crazy. You have to put a lot of money elements. into it. Yes. Yeah. You have to ask you have to build a a band bay. You have to build a clientele it's like being yeah. a hairdresser you're not yeah. a million dollar hairdresser your first week like get to build your people and, yeah you know so that kind of i'm just like t- t- do things right you know do it go about it don't just expect everything to fall at your feet mm. that bugs me in in whatever way it happens i don't i should be getting paid and i'm like should you really no <laughs> I no. do not why have what have you done i won't book you yeah <laughs> i don't that's want entitlement. to book Definitely. you you know but then there's those people that you're like, oh, these people are doing it the right way. They have mm-hmm. the right heart and they've worked at it. And they've, and if those people didn't exist, I would have less shade for the other ones. But knowing when you get to work with someone yeah. who's doing so many things for so many good reasons, and then you meet someone who's the exact opposite, and I'm just like, don't you know this is a competitive business? And if you keep that kind of crazy ass attitude, like it's not going to work, man. You know, you claiming how famous you should be yeah. is kind of leading you towards the path of it not happening. I think there's a lot of um, man mansplaining narcissism in that too. You know what I mean? Like the same place from which men mansplain is the place from which they think that they can just get into anything and i'm good at business you know right it's like well you're like what does that mean good at business (laughs) 
because I'm a recruiter, and I'll tell you, I've talked to some totally dumbass confident people. So yeah, uh, yeah, I guess I yeah. guess that's it. Confidence of a mediocre white man <laughs> is really what I'm getting at. So now the white supremacist oh trolls guys, are going to come at me. Don't get me wrong, I love me some white men. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not all white men. Hashtag some select <laughs> white men. <laughs> A really worthy cast that auditioned, trained, <laughs> put in an application. <laughs> I gave a lot of people a shot. Oh, Most Lord. white men I meet, I'm like, you know what? The door's open. Be a good white man. And they just keep... Your time starts now. <laughs> Whoop. You've got five minutes Whoop. to impress you me. You just call me, honey? <laughs> Demerit. Demerit. I love demeriting people in my head. I'm like, demerit. You see this notebook I'm writing in? I'm judging you. <laughs> That's true. As recruiters, you're I definitely. I met a new white man today. Yeah. <laughs> he tried way too hard. I think that that should be the tone of your blog. Oh, yeah. Your joke blog about yeah. pride. Yes, yes. Oh, God. Will you remember that for me? I'll try to write it down right now. Yeah. What, what is it? What is it? Will you I met a this? new white man today. I met a new <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I, I think that actually is a novel. It oh might even be a series of novels. I met a new white man today. I met a new white man at the worst bar the other day. And I might have talked about it on the last show. But I was like, oh, I should talk to him. I think he's talking about the cannabis industry. Uh, and I should yeah. tell him. I should give him my card. Yeah. And, um... And so I say, you know, like, hey, I'm, I overheard your conversation. I don't want to bug you guys, but I'm the membership director for the Michigan Cannabis Industry Association. And he immediately asks me no questions at mm-hmm. all. He just starts telling me about the state of affairs, like, mm-hmm. around the country. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, what is your role in the industry? And he goes, well, I have a friend who knows this guy who's an investor, and they live in Florida. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're so full of shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, but what do you do? Yeah. Nothing. He just nothing. fucking talks. He does nothing. And I kept going like, well, I mean, but do you have a shop or a grow? And he's like, well, this one guy I know who <laughs> <laughs> invested in this property. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're just talking so much shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's funny. I, my director, uh, Robin, is, it's like she was created for this role. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because she can handle shit like that. Like it's really fun to watch her handle things like mm. that. Like she takes so much charge <laughs> or just, you know what I mean? Or she just looks at him with this, like, okay, mm-hmm. but you, I know what she's, yeah. I know what she's yeah. feeling. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, I met a new wine man today and he said, triple platinum. Uh, <laughs> It's triple platinum. The album. This idea. I met a new white man today. No, I mean, I don't know. I, it, I met just... a new white man today. Yeah, I don't know. He had a lot of smart things <laughs> to say. Ooh, ooh, girl. Here's where you should buy your car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a doo-wop type. I don't live very far. I could take you there, baby. <laughs> Um, oh. I'll have to listen to this later because that was a bouncy too. 
I just remembered we're being recorded right now, and I'm <laughs> kind so of mad at myself. <laughs> so mad at yourself? Why? No, no, no. Why just my yourself? angelic voice. Um, oh no. no, your voice is angelic. Particularly when I what sound are you, like are you, I. Are you um, thinking with all of your cockiness that you know what angels sound like? <laughs> I know because they sound like me. <laughs> I know because people have said you sound said, like an angel. I have angel. the voice of an angel. Yeah. My mom How told do me. you talk to an angel? Whose song is that? Oh my God. Do you know who Co- it is? I mean, maybe. Country. No, Sounds no, country. No. How do you talk to an angel? Do you know what it is? Chris is looking it up. It's um. I, I'm gonna say that'd 80s, be a strange outro for this. Eighties. Oh, really? Um, who is it? Who? Shaw, what are your uh, what are your other items there? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, pride. We already talked about that. Cannabis industry. Um, Cannabis industry. Oh, politicians. Politicians. Um, I want to be judgy about politicians because uh, let me see. I can tell they you in three seconds if this better. is it. Oh, this is it. I hear a voice. Yeah. In my mind. This is how do you talk to an angel? I know her face. <laughs> this is the sexiest 80s video you have ever seen. Maybe even 90s. What does it say? 90s? Here it is, the powerful. Oh no, there's a bridge. There's a bridge. <laughs> For those of you listening, I'm snapping right now. Okay, we can be done with this. <laughs> Choo choo train, though. bring it back, rain, rain it back Thank in. Thank God. 94. Okay. A classique of the 94. A classique. Um, all right. Uh, so we've judged people. We've talked about lovey. Oh, it was politicians. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't even know where to start. Talking about white supremacy. Because, I mean. Well, I don't even know where to start because it all under my in my mind is under that umbrella of pride. Like mm-hmm. someone saying, like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stand up here and say something that I know is wrong and off and bad to people because I want people to vote for me. And I can handle living a lie more than I can handle facing the truth mm-hmm. and that is like oh you son of a bitch like if you don't 100 percent know that you're a part of the problem when you're just yeah i think the they lie, do though and they don't care and that they, they they gain from it you know what i mean yeah but i i think karma's a bitch i mean hopefully inshallah god know, willing you know I, yeah. like but i guess i guess do i truly believe okay so i guess i'm always on the on the edge between mm-hmm. like, I truly believe that people are doing the best they can <clears throat> to the best of their ability. Maybe they are, they're damaged. No, right? I think there are some really evil fucking people in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And they know they're fucking killing people and they don't care because they're going to gain from it. And they think but that where does it start though. So you know that, what I mean? It, I think it starts with living a lie. 
Yeah. I think there has to be an initial tiny, I'm going to know this thing and not act on it. That get, I opens mean, that I door. think, I think that again, you have to remember that like people like narcissists, like that's a, that's a mental like illness. You know what I mean? Like these people are sick in the head. Yeah. And have they always been like that? Maybe was there a trauma that made them a narcissist? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, you know, but um, I know what you're saying. And I think that there are people who fall into that category, you know, who really think that they're doing the right thing. Well, I guess I guess what I'm thinking is I feel like uh, someone is persecuting someone else you know it's wrong you don't do anything about it and you've chosen Mm -hmm. to pretend like you don't know it's wrong Mm. right and i know you've chosen to pretend it because are they just afraid to confront it i mean it can be both probably choice it's a choice made on fear yeah and that i mean i don't know if you i don't know yeah i think it's a choice made on fear it's like i'm afraid of what would happen if I admitted that I'm not like my past or I, I I don't know what would happen if I went against this group of people Mm. because I'm so comfortable being identified with them. And I think that can happen. Michigan, Michigan state, Republican, Democrat, like you can know in your heart that you're not a Democrat or you're not a Republican, but there's so much pride bound up in that label for you Mm -hmm. that you cannot understand how to let it go. So holding on to that identity even though it's a lie yeah. is more important to you well it's easier the truth. It's, it's easier, easier. but i think because then you people i think it causes diseases oh yeah absolutely yeah. well yeah yeah living a lie baby yeah well and she has this whole chapter i was just thinking of this do you remember the fix it jesus bind it buddha yeah Allah? yeah yeah and she's basically saying like the thing that we started with almost the thing that we started with with don't like let people believe their own thing yeah and saying like basically if god is multifaceted like we can never understand god leaders were to come back and see what people are doing in their name Mm -hmm. they would be like like she was hashtag (laughs) da (laughs) fuck which i love I, I also want to it. let the listeners know that Shelly did the hashtag hand symbol. In case you guys weren't familiar. Well, and you can't experience the full effect. Sure. Of, sure. Yeah. I'll take a picture of it <laughs> up there. Good, good. So you guys know. Hashtag. That, that one's for lovey. Mm-hmm. The hashtag, hashtag hand symbol. Lovey. Oh, this is funny. I like this. I'm just going to quote this real quick. We have pimps on the pulpit preaching pride to impoverished paupers they promise to protect. The alliteration. Can I get an amen for that alliteration? Yeah, yeah that's why I say she really, you know, is she a stand-up comedian or is she just a writer? Well, I think she's a speaker and a blogger. She speaks too, okay. So she yeah. has a, a TED Talk called, like, How okay. to Be Comfortable Being Uncomfortable. Uh, comfortable interesting. Being uncomfortable, TED Talk. Is it and, about, uh, like, white people confronting whiteness? Because that sounds like that's what oh, that might I don't be. Know. Do you know you what know it's what? about? I, I haven't. I don't know what it's about. Oh, no. well, shit. We yeah. got to watch it. Yeah, we, can, we should watch it. But when I think about that, I think about growth. 
Mm. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and that goes like, back to that goes back to Brene Brown and being a leader and being uncomfortable and being vulnerable, and that that's actually where your true strength is is in 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 willingness to be vulnerable. Is, yeah, yeah, is a sign of a true you know leader. And as far as what actually like motivates people, you know what I mean, and gets people to to do their best, it's not shame but um but just getting comfortable well because if you think about the first uncomfortable thing you do like like oh i'm gonna go to a different school than other people are going to then it's a little uncomfortable but you're then you're used to it it's like well i'm gonna take a dance class that i've never taken before and then so maybe that's what she's talking about it yeah from an from an immigrant perspective that's interesting or it could be what is it? What does it say? Get comfortable with being... Oh, yeah. Mm. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to watch it. We're hypothesizing. But whatever it means, I agree with it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree because I think... I was talking to a friend of mine who was really upset. She, she was really upset that she didn't get the job that she went for. Mm. She didn't get the job that she went for because, like, she stayed up all night, like, really anxious about it, preparing for it, and then fell asleep mm. in this interview. And was oh, really, no. Or I was late. Yeah. Like, That's it. You can't be late, right? Because it was with an airline or something. They're like, <laughs> you cannot be late to anything <laughs> ever, right? The plane leaves. Yeah. So she was devastated. And, um, and she was, she called me and, and I wasn't, I was just going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, man, that sucks. I wasn't going to say anything. And then she goes, well, I don't understand. You don't understand what it's like because you don't fuck things up all the time like I do. Hmm. And I'm like, no, I just do it more often. <laughs> She's like, well, what, is, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? I'm like, well, because you fuck something up and then you get devastated and you go down for like a month. I fuck up something and the next day I'm right back out there fucking up something else. <laughs> like, I've bombed on stage four. You know what I mean? I've yeah. done more shows. I've lost well, you four be, you physical resilience. shows. Yeah, I've like, but the thing is, is like, it's more failure mm-hmm. than less failure. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, you go sell some insurance. And I'm like, yeah, but 90% of the time I'm not selling insurance. Yeah. I'm getting rejected. Yeah. Right? So it's like, the getting comfortable, people are like, well, that sounds really uncomfortable. I'm like, well, it is until it's not because you're used to it. And guess like, what? You've grown from that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I got booed off stage or yeah, I, mm-hmm. nobody answered the phone or people hung up on me. But like, who cares? <laughs> they don't <laughs> fucking know me. Like, I'm not traumatized. Yeah. OK, so you're going to make a totally unreasonable decision about your children's health. You're cool with that. And you're going to lose twelve thousand dollars. So you're 100 percent. All right. OK, thank you so much. <laughs> it's just like start dialing the phone again. <laughs> But so the be comfortable, I think there's this wonderful lesson, and now I can't wait to watch this, but so the door-to-door book selling thing that is like my default storytelling pocket of Of course. I mean, like a gold mine. It's a gold mine. It's a gold mine. But one of the gold mine things is they were really good when you first got there at letting everybody know like, hey, we know this is a super weird, nerdy thing to do. Like, we know that you're on campus being cool. Mm. And you're like, uh, and you're getting ready to go out there and walk around all day getting sunburned and getting rejected with a bag full of blind books for kids. Mm-hmm. And we know that it is not the coolest thing in the world to yeah. do. So what they would do is this official, like, they would issue us cool cards, like a membership card to the cool <laughs> club. And then we would all destroy them. <laughs> because, <laughs> because we were like, 
fuck being cool because being <laughs> cool means like I'm not going to be the first one to um, dance, you know, or like yeah. I'm not going to talk loud or I'm not going to try to tell a joke. That's a really like fun it, exercise, like, actually. It's like you can either stay cool or you can go out and experience a whole bunch of like, mm-hmm. you know, and they, and they had this great way of teaching. And it was like, how many of you guys have ever like said you liked a certain kind of music, but you really didn't. You were just trying mm-hmm. to be cool. You know, yeah. how many of you really wanted to get up and cheer, but you didn't because like that's not what the cool kids were doing. You yeah. know, it was kind of like you got to let go of being cool mm-hmm. or you're not going to try 90% of the things that you want to yep. because you're afraid of being uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. like, but if you just get over it and like, well, sure, because it's going to be uncomfortable if you want to travel the world. It's going to be uncomfortable if you want to try a new job. It's mm-hmm. going to be uncomfortable if you want to go talk to that cute guy or it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. So if that's your comfort zone, then you're like, Hey, but then you end up probably living in the same town that you grew up in. And I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's it's, nothing wrong with that. But but it's, I still think it's a choice made out of fear. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Fear of being uncomfortable. I've got a very haughty look on my face. Right now. <laughs> a very self-satisfied look. And I will conclude. Now I. Yeah. Comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, now I understand so. why people have cameras going while they're recording their mm-hmm. so radio shows. So I can see how good my hair looks. Oh, uh, yeah, Hair baby. hat. Some wigs and weaves look like literal hats and folks <laughs> placed on their heads. Therefore, they are hair hats. <laughs> okay, so I think we can wrap it up. Here's what we know. Yeah. Uh, Lovey Ajaye, and uh, she is... Atlanta based, I think. Isn't she Atlanta based? I'm not sure now. I, I don't know, actually. Oh, That's no, she's question. Chicago. She, yeah, I knew she, she was, was in Chicago, but maybe yeah, she's no, not no, no. anymore. She's Chicago because I'm, I'm confusing her with she was writing about someone that. Oh, artist, oh right, 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 right. Anyway, funny book, like really quick read. Yeah. Like I zipped through it in a couple mm-hmm. days. Um, super fun use of language, but fun lessons. You'll definitely learn lessons. things. Yep, yep. And it's and she tackles big subjects, but like she's funny. She's yeah, funny, and it's a it's she's got a really fun, confident voice. And um, if you and have to learn that you're a racist, you might as well be laughing while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and Lovey. you know, yeah, we, yeah, we appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> ah, Efiolua. Ah. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Efiolua. Where is the Efiolua? Yeah. Thank it. you, Efiolua. Thank you. God's love. Thank you, Efiolawa. We love your name. We love you. Love you, And this was Reads and Weeds with Shelly and Claire. Yes. And Chris on the board. And you can put that song back on. Yeah, with the angels. No, not the angels song. Oh, the other one? one? Oh, the Taylor Swift. We could do Talk to Angels. Uh, Let's do the Taylor Swift one. But you're taking shots at me like it's Patron And I'm just like, damn It's 7 a.m. Say it in the street, that's a knockout But you say it in a tweet, that's a cop-out And I'm just like, hey Are you okay? And I ain't trying to mess with your self-expression But I've learned a lesson that's stressing and obsessing About somebody else is no fun And snakes and stones never broke